Some people suggest that this may be an angle of the current uh, administration, the FBI, to target Trump for a violation of code U.S. Code 18 U.S.C. 2071, concealment, removal, or mutilation generally, specifically regarding certain records uh, regarding the U.S. government's records. So yeah, the, they're, just, they're just throwing wet noodles at the wall to see which ones stick. They've yeah. been doing this for six years. They're trying everything they can. And well, you know what? There's a, certain, there's a segment of this, of, this, of this country who are going to believe, just because the FBI went to this place, went to Mar-a-Lago, broke in, took the safe, opened up the safe, and got whatever was in there, just that... Is proof to them that he did that something. he's guilty. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but there are also news articles that say that you know they took out twelve boxes or whatever of classified documents. I mean, it's, well, we don't know what they took out. We right. just know they took out boxes of something. And right, when, but, and, I mean, when, and when nothing comes of this, one year from now, the people who who believe today that he's mm-hmm. guilty are still going to believe that he's guilty, even though nothing is going to come of this. You or, think or, nothing's going to come of this? Or um, possibly, but I mean, yeah. but if nothing, but all the other conspiracies that have been launched at this guy. Uh, have all fallen to the floor. They well, have not, I would they say, have, they this, would say the false. same. You know, the people who say, you know, that nothing's going to come of this are going to be saying the same thing a year from now, regardless of what does come of this. Civil War 2.0 just kicked off, wrote one user on Twitter with another adding one step closer to a kinetic civil war. Others said they were ready to take part. Quote, I already bought my ammo, unquote. That's a really stupid thing to say on the internet as well. MAGA, QAnon, and far-right message boards and Telegram channels lit up Monday night with calls for a violent response to what some extremists see as a political attack directed by the Biden administration. Well, how Uh, could it not be? Right. How, how can it be construed as anything else? It's, it's an attack by the Biden administration against Donald Trump. Yeah, it's clearly political, you know, and I, I, we, I had said for a long time here, oh, yeah, there's no way they're going to bring charges against Donald Trump because I figured he was part of the machine. And he was, but he still seems to be disliked by a lot of the people in that machine. And so that's, you know, probably I didn't expect it because here. he was never governor of Illinois. Mm. Well, they have gone after those people. Yeah, that's they true. have. But uh, as far as I'm aware, that's pretty much been it for politicians. Like, if you want to be a governor and then go to go to prison, be governor of Illinois. You know, the funny thing, it's funny you mentioned that. Rod Blagojevich, who was one of the more recent governors of Illinois to actually go to prison, has been popping up on my Twitter feed recently. And he's apparently he's out of prison now. Good uh, for him. And he's just like cracking jokes about going to prison. <laughs> Well, he probably didn't belong in prison in the first place, right? He probably did. He's a politician. Are you kidding? Okay, fair point. (laughs) Which one of them doesn't belong in prison? So the FBI was down before they raided Mar-a-Lago this time. They were down there two weeks before reviewing all these documents. Trump and them had tried to work with these guys, you know, figure out whatever him had in there. And uh, so anyway, they'd, uh, they'd already reviewed all this stuff. And they says, all right, well, we'll leave it set for a minute, but what you guys got to do is put a padlock, an extra lock on the safe so nobody else can get in it, and we'll keep the key to that. Right. Who, who are they talking to? Who was being okay. interviewed? Huh? Who was being interviewed? The FBI, were when they raided Mar-a-Lago, they broke into his safe. Yeah, but where are you hearing this from? Who said this? What sort of safe well, has a padlock on it? Rudy, this was from Rudy Giuliani's lips on the Joe Pag show here just a minute ago. All right. But uh, so anyway, so they they say okay, you got to put another an extra padlock on so we know nothing gets tampered with till we come back. So uh, when they come back to raid it, the dummies forgot the key to the padlock. That's why they had to break in. Hmm. 
interesting. I see point. what you're saying. Exactly. I mean, they could have used, you know, a piece of temper-proof tape or something to achieve the same effect. Are you? You say that this uh, political maneuvering, taking out the big guy, isn't going to be enough. You're going to have. No. By the way, there were protests at Mar-a-Lago today. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, the news says a couple of dozen, which isn't a whole lot, but there were a lot of vehicles. And they all had their flags, and they're all sur- they're all serious about saving America. Yeah, and. Uh, you're saying that's not enough. This is this. They're just talking on the online. They're just venting, and this is not going to this this I mean, level of maneuvering is not going to lead to a civil war ever. But no, no. Well, what, let me but don't what, put words in my mouth. But what would don't, right, don't put right. words in my mouth? What did you first of all, say? I'm saying there's not enough support among these people for it to lead to any meaningful civil war. You might get something along the lines of the January the sixth quote riot, where you know a, a few hundred people are upset and they do something stupid and they end up getting arrested. It's just or the whatever. tip of the iceberg. No, well, and those we, are just the people no, who and are able. Le- no, and we learned that from the January sixth riots. They don't have the widespread support they thought they did. They don't have the mainstream Republican support that they thought they did. They, right? They do, but they're not. No, they dude, don't, they did don't, you not pay any attention? Mainstream Republicans backed way the hell away from Trump and the Republican base that supported him after the January sixth riots. They want because nothing to do with him. Because most conservatives don't riot well you you and the, that's the, why the this left, won't lead to anything the left, right, mm. but the, maybe the <laughs> civil you. maybe the civil war won't be the right maybe it'll be the left because we know that they'll go out why would the left the, the left is cheering for this though I'm, I'm saying what would cause the civil war maybe it's not someone assassinating the trump Maybe it's something. Maybe maybe one of the lefties gets hit, and they decide to go burn cities down again. Well, I don't want to see a civil war. And if it is true that Trump was uh, working with the FBI, well, that was a mistake uh, on his part. She never talked to the cops. But, of course, Trump likes the cops. He's a He's Republican. the law and order president, yeah, right? He's a Republican. A lot of these co- these Republicans like the police, but now all of a sudden they're changing their tune. Yep. After you know years of raiding peaceful people, they raided us. They raided Project Veritas uh, late last year. There were so many different people who you know never harmed another human being that the FBI has targeted. But now the Republicans are finally ready to start talking about defunding or abolishing the FBI. Well, I got news for you guys: it's never going to happen. Why not? All the talk because it's all talk. It's all politics. It's a bunch of Republicans saying, you know, talking about doing something about this. And there's talk. There's definitely some tough talk going on, you know, social media right now from Republican uh, representatives. By the way, Conan, you had some breaking news apparently during the uh, the last news break. Yeah, more fallout that might uh, it might push more Republicans to want to defund some departments like the FBI. Republican Representative Scott Perry of Pennsylvania says the FBI has confiscated his cell phone. This morning, while traveling with my family, three FBI agents visited me and seized my cell phone. They made no attempt to contact my lawyer who would have made arrangements for them to have my phone if that was their wish. Mm -hmm. I am outraged, though not surprised. A prominent QAnon influencer known as QAnon John is urging followers not to call for civil war, as this, according to him, is what the deep state wants them to do. Within hours of the FBI search, however... Gotta love that 5D chess, man. Yeah, I would, I, but, that, but that's believable, though. <laughs> yes, Dude, that's don't true. go on Twitter and tell people not to call for civil war. That's what the deep state wants you to do. Now we've one-upped them. The civil uh, term civil war was already trending on Twitter within hours of the search, and hundreds of Trump supporters had already gathered outside Mar-a-Lago. Lago. Some claimed that uh, Telegram on Telegram channels that they were there to protect the former president, who wasn't who home. wasn't there. <laughs> In response, boy, they are on top of it. <laughs> and they're big, they're big old trucks. 
In response with fl- to with one, their flags. Uh, one meme suggesting gun sales and boating accidents would soar in the wake of the FBI raid, one member of the of the Donald, a pro-Trump message board, wrote, quote, if it's time to hide them, it's time to use them, unquote. The top comment on the main thread about the raid on mo- Tuesday morning was, quote, unquote, lock and load. In the same thread, another user wrote, quote, it certainly feels like they're treating it as a hot civil war. When this is all said and done, the people responsible for these tyrannical actions need to be hanged. And again, I agree with you, Conan. I think this is almost all federal agents. They, they all sound like feds yeah. to me, and, man. Yeah. and before you bring out the hanging no- ropes, try tarring and feathering first. That's that's the classic classic route. Some people have said, I've seen on more than one occasion, the Rubicon has been crossed. And it's like, okay, well, a lot of us would have said the Rubicon was crossed decades ago with the federal government. But I'm glad everybody's got their line in the sand. I think that if there was going to be a genuine civil war, if a Rubicon had been crossed, we wouldn't be hearing about it on social media. Yeah, that's generally true. Like, you don't... Yeah, but before... We'd be hearing about it in whispers on on Telegram and in signal chats and wire chats. I disagree. Whenever any other war, uh, revolution and or civil war... Uh, the talk had been going on for for ages right? in bars, taverns, at church, you know, at local meetings, city hall meetings and whatnot. People would, you know, they would they would have these conversations. Yes. And none of those are social media. That's exactly what they are. No, except, they're, except they're, they're they are. in-person things. I mean, they, they, the NSA and the FBI, they have massive botnets that are crawling across the Internet that are reading the pul- America's yeah, and, pulse. And you don't believe that 200 years ago there was some some Fed who was in the tavern yeah, but pretending a, to be a local Dude, was, there's an enormous difference between a massive dragnet being run by the FBI and, you know, Benedict Arnold hanging out with the wrong crowd. And you also have a, a difference in how fast information spreads these days. Yeah, yeah that's why that's it would true. never be on the Internet. The the FBI, the, the powers that be, would immediately know about it long before anything that got planned. I think the point that you're making here, or at least that I understand, is that if there really is going to be some sort of conflict, the ones that need to be that, that people would need to be concerned about are the ones not blabbing about it on Twitter. The idea of, of secession, however, of peaceful secession, doesn't require the same commitment. Because that's the thing. is like people who get frustrated with the state... They always go to the max. Like, once they feel like their line has been crossed, they start getting angry and they start talking about violence. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why don't you try doing something that is outside the box, but not going to violence? And that's what the whole idea of peaceful secession is. Yeah, well, I mean, divorce... Correct. Isn't outside the box. Everyone's doing but it. But it is outside it's the un- box. People can, under- people can wrap their minds no, no around it. No one is doing this. You're talking about on a personal level? On a personal yeah, level. Sure. But divorce on a national level is it's, it's absolutely outside of the box because people generally believe it's not possible. You put it out there, the idea of uh, secession, and even though you say you want to do it peacefully, the first objection is always, well, they saw, settled that they, with they, the Civil they, War. Yeah, they tried that already. Yeah. And, Bunch of racists. And the fact of the matter is... That's just simply saying might makes right. That's all that is. It's just yep. saying that's that's it. Uh, there's nothing in the Constitution that prohibits secession. Nope. The Constitution is the set of rules for how the government is run. And there is a constitutional procedure to join the union. Almost one out of three people in New Hampshire say they support the idea of New Hampshire being its own independent country. Right now, today. Well, awesome. a few weeks ago. This, awesome. was, this was a poll in uh, late June. It was like the last week of June when they actually conducted this okay. poll. So before Trump got raided, 52% of New Hampshire Republicans also believed that New Hampshire should be its own independent country. And yet they didn't get any 
amount of that support from their duly elected representatives. representatives. Yeah, that's something correct. to consider as you go into this, you know, election season. Did the representatives that you actually vote for actually support the things that you support? And that's why that poll, those poll numbers you read in the last segment, what it was it, fifty-seven percent or something, would be okay with California, Hawaii, Texas just leaving. Yes, but, correct. That's on average but over the eight states that were polled. They're not actually going to be calling the shots. It's going to be the representatives. Uh, it's going to be the bureaucrats, the politicians. That's true. Who are going to call the shots? And the question is, will they have enough military support? Because people just go along to get along. Well, mm-hmm. that's just the president, so, right? So Congress doesn't do that. So if you're... Does what? Congress won't be the ones who decide whether or not to send in the U.S. military into Hawaii to make them re- rejoin the Union. That'll they're be the president. They're supposed to. Um, yeah, oh, but... Right. That When's hasn't the been the case. They did that? Yeah, that World War II. Yeah. Um, but no, it, but so... So right, 80 so, years right, ago, so that's the, what they would have done. So the president's going to call the shots. Like, no, Texas can't leave. Here in New Hampshire, there's apparently an Air Force base out in the Portsmouth area. As I understand, it's called Peace Air right. Force. That's P A S E, I think. Peace Air Force Base, which are which are if you look if you think about it, are owned by the people. So does does I mean, New Ham- does the, New Hampshire own those bases? If you think about it, the we're people paying in the New taxes. Hampshire? We're paying the taxes to support it, but the feds are going to claim that that's their base, right? Right. And so if if or when we finally declare pers- uh, independence from the federal government, then. Nothing changes immediately. It's just a political statement, right? Like, we're not going to put up border walls the next day or somebody's not, hopefully not going to invade that, that federal military base. What's going to happen is there's going to be negotiations at that point. All right, well, you know, the postal service, what's going to happen with the, the mail? Where are they going to deliver to? How's that going to happen? Because, you know, every country has Start its own using mail service. Email. There's going to be a yeah. lot of funding, a lot of pork. A lot of federal pork that the New Hampshire is not going to get anymore. No which, doubt. Is, which, by the way, is why no one wants to do this. Sure, they they don't. But want New Hampshire is a net taxpayer. That's not true. A, a lot of people receiver. a lot of people don't realize they that. don't see it that way. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but you know, one of the things that's going to have to be negotiated is what happens to the federal base. What happens to the federal parks? You know, how does that get dealt with? Can we come to some sort of an agreement where? The feds aren't kicked out of their military base right away, or what is that? Whatever that's going to look like, because we don't want to have a war. I just wanted to call because I was at my daughter's um, back to school night last week. She's in second grade, and uh, you know they go over what they're teaching them, what the curriculum is for the year, etc. And then I noticed that on the whiteboard it says, "Why do we need the government?" Oh God. <laughs> And in my head, I was just like, oh, my God, already in second grade, they're already indoctrinating um, our children in terms of why the government is there. And, and, what, were the, and what were the bullet points? <laughs> I wasn't able to just feel that they were just started and I was sitting far away. Well, but I'm not surprised at all that they're doing it prior to the second grade. I mean, if you were to tell a full grown adult, hey, there's this magic bearded man in the sky who, you know, gave birth to himself and then came to earth to sacrifice himself to himself to forgive you for sins that he caused you to no rational adult. Be like, That's a good story. That makes perfect <laughs> sense. You got to get people to believe that sort of nonsense when they're when Very they're too young, young to yeah. think. Yeah, exactly. So I asked my daughter about it uh, when she after I'm like, hey. I noticed on the board that you guys are talking about that. What did you say? And she said, because she knows that we're, you know, libertarians and anarchists and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. She said, I didn't, I just stayed quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, you didn't say that the government is bad. 
And she said, no, because I didn't think that would be appropriate. All right, look. What's the series that you love more than any other book series? As you know, uh, I listen to a lot of audiobooks. I'm always listening to something. If it's not a podcast, you drive around forever. I drive around forever. And then, yeah. of course, when I'm out in the garden, I always got my earbuds in. I'm yep. listening to new books. Um, my absolute favorite fantasy series, book series of all time, is by a guy named Robert Jordan, who wrote what is the, the Wheel of Time. It's a high fantasy series. I started it in high school. Uh, just have never come across any other series that I think it could could do better. Hmm. My second favorite series is Stephen King's The Gunsling, or not The Gunsling, but The Dark Tower series, which is also pretty good. So only seven books, or maybe it's eight books. But uh, that was a uh, Reynolds. What was his name? Uh, uh, Roland. Roland. That's it. Yeah. Um, I've read one of those, and it was weird, right? It was something about a, a dollhouse that he had growing up as a kid. He get, got locked in a tower, and he used napkins to make a rope to escape or something. I don't know about that. I don't know what you I don't know what you read. It was some Stephen King book, man. I'm pretty sure of that. It, it was one of his first forays into fiction, I mean, into fantasy. And it wasn't terrible, but it was... Well, the first it was very much, it had Stephen King's hallmark on it. It wasn't like R.A. Salvatore or Margaret Weiss, Tracy Hickman, any of those. Oh, I, now you now you're losing me because I can't stand Margaret Rice, Tracy Hickman, except the dark, really? the dark, uh, the uh, it'll come to me. There's another, there's a, not the Dragonlance I can't stand, and the guy passes away sadly. Uh, they did manage to find a replacement, some guy named Brandon Sanderson, mm-hmm. who's also a very who is a best selling fantasy writer. I don't care much for him. But you so, can, does, so does the, the series kind of take a dive at the uh, In the my opinion, books? some mm-hmm. people uh, claim that he saved the series because mm. it was actually getting a little convoluted and okay. he brought it back. But in my opinion, the, dude is, the dude's an Aspie. Oh, uh, you okay. can tell he, he he's the same age as me. Mm-hmm. You can tell that he also grew up reading Jordan. Big fan. Okay. And so you, you, can, you can feel in his writing that he has taken much inspiration from, from Robert Jordan. And he, so he writes like him. But then you get mm. to his like inner dialogue and his dialogue between uh you know uh uh peoples and it's it's just so strange and cringeworthy it's like no one talks like that so he he huh. actually in my opinion ruined a couple of characters oh, and uh, but he did bring closure okay so the last three books it was supposed to be one book but that was no way that was happening they were all 900 pages each as well uh, he brought closure to the story, so was there any good indicator? Uh, I mean, me not knowing anything at all about this series, was there any indicator that the original author had some sort of notes about where he wanted oh, absolutely, it to go? Absolutely, he. I think he actually wrote the last chapter. Mm-hmm. He had he had many many notes, footnotes, and whatnot. So for, this this guy didn't just come into a blind. He kind of had some sort of yes, direction. Absolutely. Okay. There was no incest in late '90s fantasy. There was no sex at all. But he's not in late '90s fantasy. All right. But what, so, what you're complaining about that? No, <laughs> I'm complaining that he came along and he he exploited that to take it the exact opposite direction, the cheesiest, laziest way possible, yeah, in order to become a millionaire and make an HBO I, series. But as much as I hate the guy, it's good writing to a certain extent. Anyways, well, I'm not saying he's a bad writer. I'm not saying he's a bad writer. If you have a whole lot of time on your hands and you want. To listen to a book mm-hmm. that has been completed, mm-hmm. I definitely recommend The Wheel of Time. Uh, it's read, it's narrated by, uh, of course, now that you got the new the new actress, uh, what's her name, who's narrate, uh, I don't remember. But anyways, uh, Kate Redding and uh, her husband, it's a husband-wife team. They do, he does the oh, they do male, male, male narration oh, while okay. she does the female narration. It, they're both uh, ex- cool. expert, very uh, recommended uh, if you're going to go that route. Um, 
Then they do the whole series, all 14? The entire series. Wow. Uh, I used to read these books before they came around and narrated it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But here's the craziest part. And this is really what I really wanted to do. I didn't really want to do so much of a review as to point this very strange, bizarre thing that happened to me listening to books 11, 12, um, 13, 14, and all right, 11, 12, and 13. I'm oh, sorry, 12, 11, 12, and 13. Um, I didn't remember any part. I didn't remember anything that I was listening to. Every single one of the new Marvel superheroes after Thanos, when he died after that, it was it. It's done. See, because Every I can easily name like the BBC. I don't BBC. know the names of them because I I, easily... I've written out of my history. Okay. Well, I can easily name like the BBC Merlin series. It was extremely woke. Right, but that wasn't the criticism anyone had against it. I didn't have an issue with the fact that Guinevere was played by a black actress or that she was a maid that was marrying the king or that the whole thing see, was this homoerotic subtext. I didn't have any issue with that because it didn't affect me. It didn't harm the quality of the show just, to have a I'm gay character. I'm not just talking about race swapping. That's part of it. There's so many other things. Uh, to like, me, there's like nothing the woke mer- about that. There's like, yeah, okay, like the you little mermaid somebody's... being black. That, that was what I was going to bring up. Some people are having a real cow about the, little, the new Little Mermaid's going to be black. So what? The fact that they have to do this. They don't have to do it. How they does don't, that hurt I, you? No, 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 no. The fact that they don't have to do it, but they do it anyways, that's what bothers me. It doesn't hurt me. It bugs the hell out of they me. They didn't have to cast a white actress in the original. That didn't bother you. They didn't have to make Ariel white. I didn't like the original mermaid. I didn't like but the original mermaid. Did it, I don't, I didn't did it bother you that Ariel was drawn white? No, because I didn't even I wasn't even thinking okay. about it when I was five years old. Then why old. does it bother you that she's black now? Because they don't have to do it. They didn't they, have to make her white initially. They don't have to do it, Ari, but they're doing it with every damn movie anyways. They're running it right down our throats intentionally because they believe that it's the right thing to do because it's a it's a badge they can wear on their Facebook uh, profile from now on. Now look what I did. Look what I ruined. Look what I created. Look what the, look this great. Look what Tolkien created. Now we're going to ruin it. We're going to run it right through the crap. It has to flow. It has to be realistic. It has to be real. If they're just doing it because they can, because they're trying to prove a point, okay, that's no, that's bad writing. Let's and that's say wrong. That's political. That is woke. Let's that say is Superman is gay. Why? Why does he have to? Why not create another character? Okay. No, 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 no. Why no, not create another no, character? It's but, not a fair question. Why As, is he gay now? Well, why? Why was he straight before? Conan? Because he's a because he, he was he's he's a hundred exactly. year he's a hundred year old character who is who's straight. If you want a gay then, superhero, create he, a gay superhero. Why did he have to be straight though? You're not so you're just upset because now Superman's gay. That's that's exactly my point here. It doesn't affect you. No, it doesn't what, affect the narrative. No, why? You're just not happy about why it. Why make him gay? Why change his color? Why, why not create a new character? Why was he ever white? Why was he ever straight? Because that's what they wanted a hundred years ago. No, because that was the default that people went to back then because everyone was considered years ago they wanted a white superhero because that's you weren't allowed to portray a gay character or a black character a hundred years ago where the hell now you you can now you can and that's why they're suddenly making them black and gay and you're being upset they're not make they're not making new characters they're oh my god (laughs) they are taking canon they're taking like each other they are taking canon and they are re-rate they're these are revisionists why? Why do this? Because they what couldn't was wrong do it. With Lois Lane. Now, there's there was one example of a, of some of a, of a show that did this right, and it's into the Spider Verse. And the way they introduced all these different types of Spider Man was they introduced the alternate alternate right? realities. Or, oh yeah, yeah. You know, seen any good movies lately, Sarah? Uh, I do not really watch too much movies. I I don't watch movies. I don't have that kind of money. Yeah, I didn't think you were going to have an answer for me. Do you have a favorite movie? Uh, I I don't remember any movies 
Um, what? Not really. Someone needs to program really this bot better. <laughs> no, because I'm very uh, politically motivated. You know, I'm always... Good Lord, you didn't even go issues. see movies when you were a kid? No, I did that. I mean, poor people go and see movies, Sarah. That's like a pretty common experience amongst Americans. Have you ever seen Star Wars, Sarah? Yeah, I did, but I didn't really. I never really got in touch with all that. But wasn't more. It wasn't for her. I'm more interested in bringing like death penalty back in New Mexico. What? Where we had seventy-five what did you just say? homicides. What? Bringing what? Death penalty the back de- in New wow. Mexico. You are you support the death penalty? Wow. But you were a communist. Yes, we had, look at this. 75 uh, murders. So you want to start killing more people? Longest. Well, I mean, that's going to be a deterrent. This chick is no. nuts, dude. No, it's not. No, it's not. Death penalty is not a deterrent. People who who okay, commit we murder, we had that. they don't we think had about that, that generally. Here. It's A lot of murders, are ha- they happen in sort of in the moment. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.